Nove. Nove. Episode nove. In Spanish, it's nueve. <laughs> nueve. Episode of ocho and the sieve. Lots to get to today. <laughs> A lot of it being the yep. same. Oh. Um, different variations. Oh, that's an understatement. Um, but I think um, this this is right up our alley. You know, the way we kick off every episode is um, in which basic poison we're going to be imbibing on for the evening. And I'm not going to stick with this. Maybe mm-hmm. I will. Um, I, I, I've been on a little kick where I've been making the old fashions. And uh, actually, mm-hmm. after I finish this old fashioned, I'm going to go to just some straight up, uh, let's have a glass of straight up bourbon. I got some uh, McKenna, Henry McKenna, 10 year. Never heard of it. Oh, Any good? Neither. I haven't opened it. Well, I just opened it just so I could pour a little bit, just so I could pour a little bit later on through the show, and I'll let you know how it goes. But in the meantime, you know, gotcha. Fashion, and with the ingredient for today, I feel like it's it's fitting. Um, the guy at my local uh, liquor store, I was looking in the bourbon section. Actually, I wasn't even really. I was kind of just like looking through it while the line, you know, kind of went through i was just wandering around waiting for other patrons to get cashed out and leave the store but one of the other employees that worked there he walked up to me and he's like yeah you should try this one listen we're trying it's pretty good um we got a batch of it it's not selling um because there's they have they've got a lot of good stuff there but without further ado the name of it spirits of the apocalypse it is the walking (laughs) dead version so it was on sale nice um it actually isn't bad. Uh, surprising, like for something I've yeah. never heard of. Uh, like I said, I, I made an old yeah. fashioned out of it. So I like to keep the, the good stuff for uh, kind of straight up, you know, uh, it, getting into the summertime. I prefer not meat uh, on the rocks is, is good for yeah. me. Um, I don't know if this is something yeah. I'm going to be having on the rocks, but it will be something that I, I threw into the mixer again. Because uh, it's not that bad, especially. Yeah. I mean, it was like 30 bucks. Not bad. So, yeah. Yeah, and especially in the kind spirit, of interesting how in the spirit of everything yeah, that's going on, exactly. spirit of the apocalypse would be ultimately fitting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of kind of interesting because I have two as well. So I'm actually going back to Angel's Envy. I got a little bit left. It's been a long week, so I'm gonna go back <laughs> to this and uh, finish this one off. And then uh, I had a bottle opened up in the in the liquor cabinet of some Maker's Mark. So I'm going to have to try to chew into this as, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I finished so. a round of, uh, I finished a round of golf today, uh, with my girlfriend and after nice. we had a bite to eat and, uh, both of us had a drink and I said, I had a, I had an old fashioned there and I asked them what they made it with. They said, maker's mark. I said, all right, works for nice. me. Yeah. So it seems yeah, to be uh, a theme with that today. And also with the, uh, the signs of the apocalypse. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, the, the the episode the episode is starting off like uh like an episode of Sesame Street or something. It's like this this episode brought to you by bourbon and by the by the company Angels Envy or something like that, <laughs> which is made by the letter A. Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, boy. So uh, um, last week, uh, obviously, you know, the, everything in America is pretty much, for lack of a better term, a shit show at the moment. Um, we, that's an understatement it is an understatement i saw in the write-up that you gave for the last episode it was probably one of the more fun episodes that we had in recording and then it kind of got to the you know we go down yeah. typically we'll, we'll find a bunch of topics to touch on through the course of the week that might have come up um 
and I'll, yeah. I'll just take notes and it'll be something that we get a chance to to talk about and laugh about um but then you know the laughing was done when we got to the last topic that we touched yeah. about and that was the george floyd incident um i think when we saw what happened to him i think we were all on the same page um that what mm -hmm. he did was was it, it was wrong there's no ifs ands or buts about it um yeah to say that you know we, we we touched on it in saying that america as a whole has a long way to go um we make progress you know in some areas of the country i think we do better than others um even some areas of certain yeah. states do better than others that are areas of, of states you know i mean we could just go in and break it down even further different areas are treated with you know it, it goes down down the yeah. line but to say to deny that we don't have some hurdles to overcome i think you need to just take a look at that video um yeah which obviously a lot know. of people have i mean it's turned into something it started you know we're, we're protesting um the protest is it, it's turning ugly in some areas it has turned ugly in some areas uh -huh. but the rioting you know i understood somebody that was being interviewed in saying that the movement tried to be peaceful in the protest and, and noted instances like uh like yeah. a like a Kaepernick um just yeah. you know I mean people in the streets protesting with their chance of hands up don't shoot the problem is is you have this other side that doesn't want to hear it they think yeah. that okay they'll they'll take something like like hands up don't shoot and it in the overall narrative of things it's a it it sounds i don't know how to explain this but the, in theory it's great but the thing is is the naysayers latch onto to something like that and they say it's a false narrative right in in terms of the michael brown case for example and all of a sudden you get this this pushback where you're going back and forth and everybody's trying to be louder than the other when we really need two sides to come to the table and sit down but I don't see it happening, even with the movements that, that are going on now. I mean, earlier today, I saw an interview with, it wasn't even an interview. It was just kind of a, a spot that Candace Owen, you familiar with? Conservative out of, believe it or not, Stanford, yeah. Connecticut. Um, yeah, I, I saw that she, that she had some video posted. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, she had some video posted. I. I saw some some random head or some headline about it where something about the, about the George Floyd case, not in support of it, almost seems like in the complete opposite. Yeah, what was interesting is so, uh, but if you know the details, please by all means. Well, I don't really necessarily know all the details. I just kind of heard it briefly in, in what she was she was talking about. She kind of she got away from. She didn't really talk about the officer that did it kind of just like brushed on what he you know ultimately what the, the what happened um but went on to talk about how you know whatever misdeeds um floyd might have had in his life that he wasn't a good person um basically kind of like a, yeah. a, a smear you know what i mean yep. um but that whole the whole monologue yeah. that i saw 
partaking in it, it got away from what actually happened. Like, listen, this guy could have been leaving a, a trail of I mean, essentially larceny. Um, they found out later that in the toxicology reports that he tested positive for fentanyl. But nonetheless, I mean, if you have drugs in your yeah. system, it doesn't mean that you deserve a life sentence or that sentence rather. Um, that's why this whole thing, it's such a delicate issue as far as yeah. race relations. But I, I've seen people saying that, what if it was your sister? What if it was your brother, parent, you know, son? Um, it, that needs to be the yeah. bigger question because what happens in an instance you're right. like that? You know, and we get back yeah. to this ticky tack. Yeah, like, no, you're... Go ahead. Yeah, back and forth. No, I was, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that that was kind of like, I guess, my, my moment of realization as well this week. Because, you know, if you look throughout history, it's, it's not just one race that has been marginalized the entire time. It's every single race, every single country or ancestral origin, every single religion has been marginalized at one point in time in history. Um, and again, not, not to take away from the situation at all. Let me, let me be perfectly clear on that. Um, but it gets back to your question. At any given point in time, that could be us with somebody else's knee on the back of our, on the back of our neck, literally and figuratively speaking. So I think, you know, once people kind of realize this idea that, um, that, uh, that this can happen to us, you, you, you suddenly take a step back and you say, this should, this shouldn't be happening in today's day and age at all. It really shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't be happening to white, anybody, black, but it seems to be Asian, happening. It doesn't matter. To, right. No, it shouldn't happen to anybody. Yeah. It, it is. It is. And this whole thing about, oh, well, it's toxicology and all this other shit. Who cares? It's incidental. It, 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 right. It's meaningless. It, it has absolutely no bearing on the case whatsoever that I'm aware of. Um, I can't, I can't find any source suggesting that he died because of, um, because of um, a respiratory depression due to fentanyl. I'm, I'm not seeing any of that. Um, I'm seeing that it's asphyxiation probably due to some sort of strangulation, if you will, which is pretty consistent with what happened to him. Now, say for instance, that happened to me and somebody did a tox report on me. Okay. I'd probably test positive for THC because like I said, I have, I have medical marijuana. I do it every night for sleep because my hands fall asleep every single night and they throb and they hurt. So I take it for that. Uh, they'll probably see that I have amphetamines in my system too. I'm on ADD medications. So what's one to say about me? Oh, well, it doesn't matter that, that somebody choked him out and killed him because he had, he had some sort of drugs that I think me, me personally, as some, a random person out in the United States thinks that, 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 that's, uh, that, that, that's relevant. It's not. I think it was said that it wasn't strangulation. That's what I believe it was related. It was released something about along the lines of it not being a strangulation. But then you could rule in there's something something called um, positional asphyxiation, which happens when you have basically three people on top of somebody preventing them from breathing. Um, and you know, I, there's, yeah. I mean, if you, obviously if you this is a major breathe. news story, so there's going to be multiple sources, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of different angles and everything like that, but really, I mean, you might've seen strangulation. I might've seen positional asphyxiation. It, it, it ultimately 
what it leads to is somebody's passing. Yeah, exactly. I mean that, and that's the, that's the ultimate, that's the, the, that's what's being lost in all of this, unfortunately. And just like you're saying, you know, like we've had the protesters and they've been quiet for a long period of time. And now it's like, what else do we have to do for people to hear what, what, what's going on in our community? Right. What else do we have to do in order to get it, to get attention to this? We've tried getting positive attention, but now that didn't work. So it looks like we need to get negative attention now. And all that's doing now with, with the other side is getting the other side completely angry about this. And, and to be fair, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's be completely honest. Uh, I'm not for destroying other people's property. I mean, there's people that have absolutely nothing to do with this whatsoever that, um, that have had their businesses destroyed. They've had their lives destroyed. I'm right. sure a lot of these people supported the cause altogether. I right. can't imagine that, that they would say, no, Oh, I'm a good, I'm glad this happened to this guy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that's not the case. No, um, a lot of small businesses. So I'm, I'm not for that. <laughs> across the board, different races, ethnicities, there's no, there's nobody that was, when it came to the small businesses that were in the areas where these protests turned violent, there was no discrimination as far as who the business owners were when it turned to looting and the rioting. Because once you get that mob mentality, everybody kind of latches on and they go for the ride. I mean, did you see, it was, pretty much one of the first days of protests. Uh, there was a, a business owner in Atlanta, I believe it was, African-American business owner. And he was, he was crying and he was pleading with the people after that were around him and yeah. saying like, this is my life savings that I invested in this. Um, and then, exactly. you know, I, I think you shared with me the interview with Killer Mike where um, hip hop artist out of Atlanta, I mean, yeah when he was talking about it kind of gave me the chills because myself just, you know, having a background that involves law enforcement um, as he does um, to say that this one individual represents everybody. And that's in talking about the officer from Minnesota. um, He does not represent everybody that's in in law enforcement to the point that, you know, they disassociated. He was fired right away. I don't know why the charges took so long. I don't know. To me, it looked pretty cut and dry as far as the other three that were involved. I don't know why it took so long. Um, a coworker of mine, were, me and him were talking about, you know, you see it happening, right? It's on video. You see this, this individual with a, a knee across their, their neck. Yeah. We know that they died. It's on video why is it like if, if, if it happened to, to anybody, even if it happened to him, um, not being in a uniform. Okay. If this happened in a situation where this individual's kneeling on somebody's neck and he passes away immediately, that person's going to be arrested. They're going to be taken into custody and they're going to be held until the charges are brought on them. They may be given bail. I I don't really know as far as that goes. That's beyond uh, anything that I've ever been part of. But um, nonetheless, he, he was charged. But then subsequently, the other three, it took so long for him to get charged. But I know once, I, I don't know. I say yeah. I know. I don't know. Um, I'm not that familiar with the legal aspect of everything, especially I know laws change from state to state. So there's a lot of variation as far as that goes. But when it comes to 
if you take part in something, for example, here in Connecticut, let me back this up. If I was to drive somebody, you know, I was just the drive. I was just the driver. I was hanging out with you, for example. All right. I'll just use, use you as the example. We're driving someplace. We stop at a convenience store. You go inside, you rob that convenience store. I don't know about it. You come out of that convenience store. Somebody, you, maybe you shot somebody. That person died, whatever the case may be. You came back out to the car. We take off. Later on, I find out that you committed a crime. Even if I go to the police, I am now an accessory to murder yeah. without even knowing it. These individuals were on top of this person, um, whether they knew it or not. And I do believe in due process. So who, who knows what, you know, he'll be judged by, you know, a jury of his peers. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I do think that Minnesota basically they dragged their feet on this one and it didn't make matters any better. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Why it took so long to finally to apprehend the guy. I mean, and, and again, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not that he's going right to prison from this. Obviously, just right. like you said, you have to go through the, through due process uh, for, for, the, for this particular case. Um, but you're right. I mean, why did it take so long to bring the guy in? Just like you're saying, it's pretty, seems pretty cut and dry to me to, to, to bring the guy in. It just it doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't know. But, I mean, it's, it, it, it is chilling. It, it's really – it's heartbreaking that, that, that this happened. It, it really is. And just like a lot of the other things that ensued this past week from there. I mean, just before we got on, on – just be, before we went live with this, we were talking about that case in Buffalo of the riot police going through – I don't know what area it was, some square where there were protesters and there's a 70 some odd year old guy that was out there, you know, protesting with people because apparently he, you know, he, um, he's a big civil rights advocate or, or whatever, whatever the article was saying, well, we can certainly add links to, to our posting for this for right. better clarity. But, um, I mean, the guy was, yeah, he was 75 years old. The guy was 75. Exactly. Tall. I mean, yeah. we weren't there. We didn't hear going the audio. through cancer chemotherapy too. Going, okay, add that. Even the okay, I'll play yeah. the cynic. We don't really know yeah. what he was saying to the officers. That's yeah. that's a that's a far reach. I mean, that's fair. The, the guys, he doesn't really look like yeah. much of a threat. Let's be honest. And these guys are marching towards him. Right here. No. He gets thrown to the ground, right? You see, he's. Uh, can I can I just yeah. add something to that? Yeah, yeah, for if sure. You don't mind. Please. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, oh. So, so that guy is what my dad looked like before he passed away from cancer chemotherapy. Tall frail. and frail. Frail. Okay. Couldn't. Could could barely could barely lift a could barely lift a finger, while he was on his deathbed. That's what that guy resembled to me, to be quite honest. And, you know, he, he literally got a, a stiff arm from a, from a police officer and the <laughs> dude just dropped like a sack of potatoes, bashed his head on the ground and, and you could see blood pouring out of his ear, whatever part of his head it's coming from. But that, yeah. that's what that looked like to me, yeah. to be quite honest. It, it's, it's heartbreaking. And again, I mean, you're right. We don't know what he said or what was going on. He, 
but <laughs> even if I don't you know what he could have possibly said. This video, this guy's not a threat anymore. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, but it's, it's sad. It's sad either way. Let's put it that it, way. Yeah. So next is the, the individuals on the ground. One of the officers stands above mm-hmm. him, quickly gets pushed away by hopefully a supervisor. Anybody that was there that saw that it was better to get him out of, just disassociate him with what just happened. Um, later on, two individuals were suspended. Now 57 officers from that unit um, from I believe you said you read more into it. You said the the officers didn't resign. They just they stepped aside yep. from that riot, that tactical force. Yeah. So they were part of this emergency response team. Uh, there was fifty seven of them, um, and apparently, when they found out that the the two officers who uh, who had uh, pushed the guy, and the guy ended up falling over uh, when they were suspended. Apparently, all 57 members of this emergency response team resigned from the from the emergency response team itself, but not from the police force altogether. Um, so that's so that's the the situation that occurred. Um, I, I I don't know. I I find that to be a little outrageous, to be quite honest. Um, it's, it's tough to say. So you say for, for somebody look at it from the outside, um, even just look at it, guys that are in groups like this or in units like this, it's, it's a bond. Um, they stick together. It's, it's an all for one, one for all kind of situation. So it's, I, I don't, I don't fault them for being like, listen, these guys are, because these guys, they've been through shit together. All right. Um, this isn't the first incident yeah. that they, this isn't the first fire that they had to walk into together. Do I think what happened was wrong, but mm-hmm. do we know psychologically what this guy might've gone through in the past? Not justifying it, please don't. I mean, I know it, it saying this, uh, I'm playing, you know, I'm just trying to see things from the other perspective. That's no, fair enough. Um, I, I don't condone yeah. the pushing down of a 75-year-old individual that's in poor health. I don't, even if yeah. he's in good health, I don't really I don't yeah. push the, I don't condone that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> these guys are going to stick with each other. So I understand it. Am I saying that it's the right thing to do? I don't. But I, I, I understand where it comes from. Yeah, I get. I mean, it's it. That's a. I don't know if it's a guy thing versus girl thing, but I mean, uh, you know, you and I played on the same hockey teams together for years. Uh, we played with the same friends, same group of guys, and all that other stuff. I mean, when shit goes down on the on in the rink, you know, shit goes down. You you hold each other's back and all that other stuff. I mean, shit. I'm a yeah. goalie. I've gotten whacked even mildly a couple times, and people have come to my rescue, whether I needed it or not. <laughs> right. But um, I mean, that's that's what it is. It's, it's it's camaraderie. It's it's when you when you when you're in the shit together, and I know that's that's a big military thing too. When you when you you know when you quote unquote grow up in the same unit and all that other stuff, and you go to battle together, you see all sorts of shit together. You got there. There's a bond between you guys stronger than blood. I right. get it. 
Yeah. I, I totally understand. But you're right. I mean, the behavior regardless um, is, is, is inexcusable in terms of what happened to this guy. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I don't know. Like, what, what do we do to, to, to change that? I don't know. I mean, do we have, but the thing I, is, there's I, I a lot of those instances that are happening across the board. You know, you, you're exactly. seeing this footage yeah, from different. Exactly. But at yeah. the same token, there's a lot of shit that's happening to these officers, and maybe it's all pent up. And these are this is why you're catching. Listen, if if your agenda is set in a certain certain direction, right? you are not going to arm yourself with a video camera and post things onto YouTube that don't fit the narrative that you want to portray. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is that you're going to see instances right. where these, where we're going to see 75 year old individuals get pushed down to the ground. People that are maybe in this section peacefully protesting, but there might be people throwing bottles 15 feet away. Unfortunately, individuals get caught in the crossfire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. you have, you know, you're, you're not going to post the videos of the people that are on your side, quote unquote, on your side that are, are throwing bottles at officers. You know, you're going to, if your narrative is that all cops are bad, you're not going to show the compassion that comes from a lot of these officers towards the people that are in their districts or, or that, that they're sworn to serve and protect when you're, when your narrative is to show how vile these individuals are, the videos that are going to be posted are going to be the ones that fit the narrative where they're just going John Wayne and just indiscriminately just beating everybody within arm's length. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I I don't know what else to, I don't know what else to say about it other than, it's a problem that really needs that really needs to be addressed. Um, I don't know. I, I I guess as somebody who really hasn't has who hasn't experienced, I guess a lot of harassment from police. Um, it's it's hard for me to really to give good input without being subject to that. Right. Uh, at any given point in my life. Sure, have I been have I been harassed for being pulled over? Yeah, I mean I had a yeah, but you were pulled over. You're going to get harassed over because I used my my signal light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. It's kind of bullshit. If you want me to be honest with you, I mean, I didn't use my signal light, and and uh, you know the the guy was screaming at me because I wasn't talking loud enough as cars are whizzing by us on the fucking highway. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's it, it is what it is. I was like, all right, it's fine. Guilty as charged, I guess. And I'll I'll go on with my life. Hey man, I can um, side with I you mean, there. I, there I've just been was, times I've been known to be a low talker. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's it. the times I have been harassed. I mean, there's there's sometimes that you know have it's probably been deserved. Other times, you know, like another time, a cop pulled me over because I was passing people on the right on the highway. He, he claimed that I passed 75 cars from one exit to where he actually pulled me over, which I, you know, I, I, you know, as a dumbass, I'm like, who counts that many cars when you're, when you're trying to pull somebody over? And the guy just kind of lost it on me. I was like, well, it's probably a fucking dumb thing to say, but <laughs> whatever it is, what it is I get. But I mean, 
like I said, I mean, I haven't, haven't been, you know, pulled out of my car. I haven't been beaten with a baton or anything. So, you know, as, as an outsider, somebody who hasn't experienced that, it's hard for me to really give good input on what changes we can make. Um, but I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, the, the, I think this has probably finally been a breaking point for a lot of people to say, yeah, we do need some change maybe in, in how, and in how things are approached. I, I don't know. I mean, do we, do we take all power away from police officers? Do we take all, you know, all sorts of uh, weapons and stuff away from them or abilities for them to arrest people or take people down? I, I don't think that's the right approach. I mean, now, now you're talking about swinging the pendulum in the complete opposite direction, which there's it's not practical it doesn't make sense but where can we meet in the middle that's really that that's the question that needs to be had and i know there's some communities that are doing that they they have the police officers they have uh you know black community members hispanic community members white community members that are all coming together to say you know let's let's be constructive about this and that's exactly what we need not you know let, let me burn down the fucking country because i'm i'm really pissed off at this and rightfully so um there is an interesting quote i heard and i forgive me if, if i fuck this up i'm really going to try not to because it, it really is it does have a lot of meaning to it but i heard somebody say um this i heard somebody say this past week um a child who isn't loved by its village will burn it down just to feel its warmth, which I think is pretty powerful because if that, you know, if that person is pleading for, for help from its community and the community isn't responding, what else is that person to do other than to, to burn the whole thing down? Again, just to feel its warmth. I, I think that that's a pretty powerful statement. And that's why I wanted to say that because I, we're there. I think we're, we're definitely there. So how do we, how do we fix that? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard. So the reason why I bring that up is, is that, um, you know, it's really relevant to what's going on now because, you know, a lot of the, a lot of people within the black community have been, have been pleading with the rest of society to say, you know, please, please, listen to us, listen to our voices. And I think society just for a long period of time has completely ignored it or just really blown it off. And, and now you see the reaction that's occurring from it because, you know, they've been quiet for a long period of time. They've quietly pled with society for a long period of time. And now they're saying, well, if, if I'm, if you're not going to hear me while I'm pleading quietly, now I'm really gonna gonna make matters worse. So how do you and, think we make matters better? Uh, you know, in, in some cases, rightfully so. Good question. Um, I, you know, I this this past week, as I've you know, being on social media, I've I've had to really really give it a break. Um, I know and a, a lot, lot of, of it. That's have. really that's really. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's gotten to be way too much. Um, because it's like either you either have to be on one side of it or another. You can't be somewhere in the middle, which is really what we need, to be quite honest. Right. Did, I, I know um, you. Like the, we, we've the, talked the about memes really before. Me. There's the one meme that has yeah. like the three circles. They intersect, and one is um, we see what's, mm-hmm. what was wrong with with George Floyd. We we, yeah. we support police. We're against looting, and then they all intersect. And in the middle, it's like this is where I stand. We think it was wrong for, for police. Exactly. And we're against, we're yeah. Like. 
yeah i think we're a lot of you you can the message was lost was with the looting when when the looting started i think a lot of a, a lot of the message got lost and people started to tend towards this is this is it's people were just talking about the looting and not the protest itself, yeah. what they were protesting for about the cause itself. we lost our way. Yeah. This could have been something so much more. I think I know, I know it resonated very poorly with some people that maybe would have, yeah. you know, they, they would have kind of picked up on things a little bit better, but I understand why, you know, like you, you just you just were talking about that that quote that you heard. Um, I understand why people were listen. When you're a kid, and by no means that I don't want to start off by using a, a child as a, as a reference, and I don't want people to think that I'm talking about this whole movement as being childish. When you're a kid and somebody's not listening to you, what do you do? You make noise until you're heard. Yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want a toy in the yeah. in, in the toy store, I, I have kids that do that constantly. There you go. It's 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 a primal way of getting our voices heard. But when yeah. the more we go on, but we're not paying attention to to another um, uh, uh, another member of our own society, our communities, they're they're going to start banging on the the drum until they're heard and we're not going to like it and, and and we didn't i think but now it's heard and then now where yeah. do we go from here that's really needs to be our, what our next yeah. focus what our next focus is because we need to know we have to have a plan now okay i saw i saw a little video from michael rapaport yeah. where he was talking about like rides don't have playbooks you're supposed to have the playbook you know he was talking in reference to to the president who god I can't even I can't even defend this guy anymore. I give up. I give up. I wanted to be supportive of like no. I, I was somewhat supportive no. of 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 uh, Barack Obama when he was our president because I was always taught growing up that we have to stand behind our leader. And this guy is not a leader. Yeah. I, I I hate to say it, but he hasn't done anything no. to show his leadership. I was reading an article that I told you earlier in gearing up for the podcast, I kind of go through and I I click on a bunch of, I, I go to a bunch of the, the main news media outlets. And so I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the front page of NBC News. I'll bring up the, 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 uh, the main uh, website of, of Fox News, MSNBC, Yahoo, um, CNN even. Um, and in a couple of these, I saw in, in, in a time of this protest and unrest and it's over a racial divide, he chose to go to Maine why would you choose to go there? I mean, a leader has to kind of sit down and, and, and bring people together. And, and especially in an instance like this, you have to bring members of different communities together, bring them to the table. Everybody's got to talk. You want to avoid violence? Well, yeah. then you have to establish a dialogue. And until you establish yeah. a dialogue, exactly. you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, that's I I don't even know what to say with with some of some of the things that he's done this past week. I mean, the whole photo op thing was just so like uncomfortably awkward. 
Oh, he walked to a church. He behind held tear up gas. The Bible, didn't say a word, and then he walked away. Yeah, he he walked across to yeah. the church in a, in a blaze of tear gas and uh, you know riot you know riot officials you know people to keep it in check. That I wasn't there. Who know? I don't know how bad things actually got in that instance, but. I know how bad things could have potentially gotten. Yeah. I didn't hear of any fatalities in that whole thing, but there, if there wasn't, we were very lucky because this guy's doing this for a photo yeah. op. And like you said, he went over, he grabbed the Bible. Did you see there was the one reporter that asked, they're like, oh, is that your Bible? He is just holding it up with his, the face that he makes. I don't understand it. And his response is, it's a Bible which goes to prove that this was nothing more than a photo op. And what were you going to establish that? Here's, here's your Bible. Like, wh what are you doing? What, say yeah. something. Like I, I just said, you, you have to establish dialogue. You're the leader of the yeah, free I mean, world. You have, to, you have to be a communicator. Yeah. I mean, as, as much, of, as much of, a, of a fan that I wasn't of Barack Obama and a lot of his policies, um, I do have to say he was good about, about things like this, about situations like this. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know what else to say about, about Trump. And then the whole thing with calling in the military to come to DC, um, you know, the whole thing with, with invoking the insurrection act that apparently was, you know, put into law over 200 years ago and has never been used. And my understanding of it is that um, the National Guard is basically there to try to, um, to, to, to get things under control from a domestic standpoint if the police can't, can't handle the situation themselves. Um, and that if, if and only if the National Guard, and again, this is my understanding of it, so we'll, we'll have to do a little research on it, but if and only if the National Guard can't handle the situation, which I'm pretty sure they're pretty capable of doing it since they've been in battle quite a bit over the past 20 years. Um, then you could call in, you know, active duty army Marines and stuff like that. But I mean, people are protesting. They're not, they're not, um, you know, they're not fucking Al Qaeda insurgents. They're not the Taliban. They're not right. These are our own uh, citizens. Uh, ISIS, you know, yeah, and that's and that that's the part of it that that's getting lost on the side that's a, that is you know just adamantly against the rioting and all that other stuff, and completely forgetting about what started all this and what this is what all of this is due to. Um, it, it just doesn't it, it makes no sense to me. I, in in a time like this, you you don't do that. You know what? Put yourself out there. Go to fucking Minnesota. Go to George Floyd's family. And console them as a leader of the free nation. That's your responsibility, or the, the leader of the free world. Get your ass on a plane and go console that family. There was reports you that go to when that he was talking to his to, to George Floyd's family, in which I guess he talked to maybe his brother, and his brother was like, "Listen, he didn't even let me get a word in." Yeah. 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 That's that's just that's. That's poor leadership. It really is. I mean, there, there's no other explanation for it other than it's just poor leadership.
Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in no leadership position in my job, but I know that that's, that's one of the first things that you do. Right. But in speaking of leadership, now we go Uh, back to, what do I know? What's the, what's the, uh, what's the general Matthias, Matthias, um, mad dog, Mattis, Mattis. So Mattis, (laughs) I I guess is, is going back and forth. He called him out for being a poor leader and Trump in typical Trump fashion just yeah. kind of brushed him off, talks about how he gave him a nickname that, you know, he, he was called something. I, I can't remember. And he was, he's like, no, he's just mad dog as Trump likes to invoke his own nicknames for everybody. But um, I, yeah. this guy is, is a general. He's been in combat. He's been through everything. He's been a boots on the ground individual. You have Donald Trump who yeah. had, I'm not whatever people have medical reasons for not going to the military bone spurs or whatever the case may have been whatever I mean I think the last president that we had that was actually in military was George Bush when he was and he was actually shot down he was picked up by the United States Navy Uh, he he survived being shot down in combat but we haven't had a, a, a president since then yeah so but so so we have somebody who was just five years ago the host of a reality television show is now going to be talking shit to a dude that was a fucking military general. Yeah, and now I was, I was talking to my wife about this. You know, it's it's interesting because like I even I've made the argument for him. You know, he's the CEO of a multi-billion-dollar corporation and all this other stuff. But if you look at it, the corporation was private. Why did it never go public in terms of being publicly traded? Well, because he'd need a board of directors to report to if he was a CEO. And based on his behaviors, I could guarantee you that board of directors would have kicked his ass out as quickly as, as they possibly could. So, you know, you have to, you know, people are going to make the argument, well, he's a billionaire because he built an empire. Well, technically his dad built it as opposed to him and he took it over. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, but he always I, talks about how it was such a, a small loan from his father. It was just a million dollars. Yeah. Wish I had a million dollars. You do a lot with it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It just, uh, I, I, he's, he had a, uh, he had an, an, an excessively ripe opportunity to really bring the nation together and he just totally fucked it up. And it's, it's just, it's, it's really unfortunate. It really is. I I don't have, I, I really don't, don't know what else to say, but just like you, it, it really is hard to, to defend his actions. And then uh, today, you know, talking about the, the, the bounce back in the economy. So we added 2.5 million jobs. I don't know in what time frame. I don't know in the past month, big surprise to everybody uh, to me it just seems like people are finally going back to work as opposed right. to exactly. as opposed to like all you know 2.5 billion 2.5 million jobs being created no people were no. out of work for, right. for several months and now they're going back and now everybody's surprised by this I, I, what am i missing but the 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 idiocy of what he did was to say oh george floyd is looking down and he's proud or whatever the hell he said i guarantee you he's not really yeah <laughs> No, that he's was the smiling. wrong thing to say. No, he's fucking crying, just like 
his family is, as dumb as that. That is quite possibly one of the dumbest things I think I've heard him say in the three plus years he's been in the presidency at this point in time. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it's, it's beyond me at this point. I think going through everything right now, especially in an election year, this would have been the time where if he shined through this whole yeah. thing, I mean, listen, I see somebody like Joe Biden and my first instinct is, are the Democrats trying to lose this election? Like this is an individual that forgets what he's talking about as he's talking about it. Yeah. But now, I mean, what, what do you even say? I mean, he he's just putting himself in, he's putting his foot in his mouth day after day and uh, what do you even say man I, I i'm at a loss you you want to know what i'm doing on election day staying home no i'm gonna go vote you know who i'm voting for Fulzy gabbard i'm gonna write myself in oh really the civ why not I mean, it, it may sound funny, but quite frankly, I think I could probably do a better job than than than, than these two numbnuts that that our country's decided to put forth as as potentially being our leaders. And it, it may sound funny, but quite frankly, it, it's it's half truthful. I mean, this I, is this is what we have to, to to choose from. I think that we've known for some time now, Jesus. and some time now, maybe even being the past ten years, that we've known that it's not even the president really that makes all the decisions where it's no, the, right. the president is a figurehead. We're represented by the president. A lot of everything that ever happened, you know, a lot of the decisions that goes through the house, through the Senate, you know what I mean? And then ultimately yeah. signed into effect, you know, and if you're, you're not really sure, feel free to go to schoolhouse rock and watch the video <laughs> on, I'm just a bill. But I mean, Part of it is, I believe, you know, in talking about this, the idea of shadow governments, which may be a theme for another episode, but... Oh, we can certainly get deep into that one. <laughs> but, but shadow government, I mean, there's always things that are in play. It's not this, this one guy, you think Trump, Donald Trump, who, like I said, five years ago was a reality television host. You think that he is 100% running everything that goes on within the United States? Not a fucking no, chance. No, not at all. No, not at all. No, not at all. But there's there's certain qualities as a leader that you need to that you certainly need to um, uh, you, you need to exhibit that, that you need to basically put forth so people so you can instill confidence in people regardless of 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 where you are I mean even if you're a parent okay you need to you need to exhibit leadership skills um, or leadership qualities to your kids because your kids are going to follow suit they're going to see what you're like and they're, they're going to, they're going to say, well, all right, if my dad's going to act like an asshole, then I guess it's okay for me to act like an asshole later on in life. And no, that's not right. Um, you know, right. in times like this, you, you need to be a leader. You need to, it, it's tough. It's not easy. It's, it's a lot easier to be an asshole with all this, but you if you really want to be an effective leader, you really need to bring people together and you don't do it by, by by uh you know spitting out more more acid and and you know having piss and vinegar in your in your veins that's not how it works right and the reason i brought up mattis before is because one of the things that he said is that trump is being more divisive than he is is bringing people together now this is somebody that was a united states general and you picture somebody as being a general and they're more combat oriented you think strategy as far as military attacks and such but this is an individual who's talking about how we need to bring people together and not levy an attack on one another. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, 
I think it was good that somebody like him spoke out against him, somebody that did serve under him. Yeah. And of course, what Trump says is he's just like, yeah, you know what? I fired him. Of course, dude, you fire everybody. You fire everybody that doesn't think it. God forbid. I think one of the best things to do is have somebody who serves under you that is objective to you. You know what I mean? Who, who says, you know what? Yeah. I, I might not agree with what you're doing. Maybe you should look at things this way. Because even if you yeah. don't agree with them and you go your own way, it at least makes you think. Yeah, you, you at least you at least have a good conscience in yeah. in what you suggested, and and quite because frankly, then you've thought things on both yeah. sides. Yeah, if if you have if you have yes men under you constantly, what do you what are you going to accomplish? You're not going to accomplish anything because you, you're not you're yeah. not going to get a diversity of ideas to really to really set you on the right path. I I've learned that along the way in my career. Yeah, and it's interesting. Early in his presidency, when he was choosing his cabinet, I heard a lot of people say, "Yes, he's going." This is a guy who's just going to choose a lot of yes men, and sadly, he did because when you saw the grain start to go against him, that's when you started seeing him fire individuals left and right. I don't even know who's left from his original cabinet that's still with him. I mean, even his even his press secretary is entertaining as I think she is now. We thought uh, Sarah Huckabee. Well, she's not Sarah yeah. Huckabee. She's Sarah Sanders, right? When she yeah. was when she was holding the position, I thought she was entertaining because finally we have a press secretary that's going to not just agree with whatever the press says; they're they're going to go against it, which makes for great television. But <laughs> at the same token, some of the questions—it's unfair to say because a lot of the questions that are being asked of him are, are they're just they're trying to they're trying to draw fire because yep. as we've learned by now, Trump is somebody that is, isn't afraid to, to go against the media. He challenged them daily. Yeah. And things aren't, it's almost like, you know, you light the wick and watch the, watch the fireworks go off and it's an entertaining subject. You know what I mean? It it's is. the 4th of July every weekend when the, like on Friday, when the press secretary takes the stage, I don't know. By the way, this McKenna is pretty good. What's up? The uh, the McKenna, the awesome. single single barrel, not bad. Nice. Yeah, it just uh, so I finished off my Angels Envy. Now I'm at the Maker's Mark. So, but yeah, very good. But I I, I guess we we need this uh this um excessive alcohol just to talk about some of this bullshit that we're <laughs> that we're going through right now. But yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's just I I don't know. I mean, it's yeah he he. He's had multiple times to exhibit very good leadership skills, and he just didn't. He he bit the dust, and it doesn't mean you just roll over and you and you go along with everything that your detractors are gonna are gonna put up against you on a daily basis. No, that's not what you do. And I, you know, that's that. I guess that that's another aspect of what's going on. The media has been an absolute fucking disaster in all of this. They really have. I mean, they've. They've concentrated everything on nothing but the negatives. I mean, for I was talking about it with my wife before over dinner, and it's like for every for every one good story about protests and people come together, there's got to be at least ten that have happened. And it's hard for me to imagine that 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 in reality, that's proportionally what's going on out there. I don't think that that's the case. I think there's probably a lot more peaceful protests, a lot more a lot more good people coming together to really find a solution to this problem. Well, that's what we see around here. Yeah. 
Uh, but are we only That's seeing what we it see here? around here? I, I don't know. I can't say that because I'm not going into a lot of these hotspot urban areas. I, I'm not. Uh, I don't yeah. live anywhere near Minneapolis where the, mm-hmm. you know, where this fire exists from. Um, but it's, it's tough to say. Yeah. It's tough I mean, to say. I, is, is it because, is it because the negativity sells the stories? Maybe. Probably. You know, it's like I said before, yeah. you know, if you have the, if you have the information, you know, you're going to spin it to whatever your narrative is. You know what I mean? If you have, if you are, but that's the problem. It is, it is. And to quote, interestingly enough, John Mayer had a, had a song, uh, world to change. You've probably heard it before. Yeah. I don't know. You might've thought that I was going to be singing your body is a wonderland, but I'm sorry. So <laughs> it's not going to happen tonight, but well, I mean, you, you'd only be honest. So it's okay. <laughs> It's a wonderland, all right. It's more like a playground. <laughs> anyway, I uh, one of the things that he says, and it's in reference to the media in, in Waiting on the World to Change, is when you own the information, they could bend it all you want. Yeah, and that's in, in I guess that, that gets back, you know, you really have to take up tape. Uh, let me start that again. You have to take a couple steps back and really look at what exactly is the media doing then? Right. Are they, are they journalists or are they propagandists? And this is because if they're the latter, yes, they're the latter. That's a serious problem. And I think it's becoming very evident with a lot of people that it is the latter, that they are becoming propagandists on both sides, not just on one side, on both. And this is something that I had mentioned in the past that, um, where, you know, I, I had mentioned that I enjoy, it's like I said, a guilty pleasure of mine to, to read through the Yahoo articles and read the, read the comment section. It's because a lot, of the, a lot of the things that Yahoo, sadly, because a lot of people use Yahoo, um, whether it's for mail or even for their news, if you use it for your mail, the first thing that you're going onto is yahoo.com before you click on the, the mail tab and you're seeing whatever their headlines are, whichever they decide need to be the headlines. But what you discover through kind of scrolling through some of the comments is that maybe a lot of these articles that even they portray they're not portrayed as reportive, you know, they're not reporting, you know, they're not being journalists who are reporting what's going on. It's that they're being journalists who are offering op-ed pieces and then it becomes clickbait. And then the next thing you know, it's getting shared on social media platforms. And then the, the misinformation, which was the big problem, right? Quote unquote, in the 2016 election was interference. Well, now it's not Russian interference. It's interference that we're getting right from United States, as you said, propagandists, if you want to call it yeah. that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what they are. I mean, they're not, they're not reporting on the news. They're making news. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, look I mean, what, I'm, I'm no journalist, but that's, that's not what you do. I, no. I mean, I, it's, 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 it's beyond my comprehension how we've gotten to this point. And, and it's interesting because the media has done a fantastic job. There's something that they've done right is to really help further polarize people in this nation. They really have. It's, it's, 
I, they, they've done a fantastic job of it. They really have. Yeah. I mean, politicians and the media have done a fantastic job of doing that. It's very unfortunate. And, and look at this. Take this, for example. I click on MSNBC, or excuse me, I keep saying MSNBC and MSN. These are two unrelated news sites. Yeah. MSN being Microsoft News, um, MSNBC, my, my, or excuse me, um, what is it, MSNBC? It's whatever the fucking case may be. I really don't give a shit. Anyway. Majorly stupid NBC. Majorly stupid NBC. Um, anyway. <laughs> My point is, is that I click on MSN.com and their story, like right off the rip, was about Trump. Trump thinks Drew Brees should not have apologized for national anthem comments. Why do we care? Yeah. Why is this, like this isn't something that should be on the front page of of a news website. Like maybe buried, like, you know, you got to click around a little bit to get to something like this, but why why is this why is this your major story because we're, we're obsessed with celebrities that's why and that, that's another that, that that's another arm of propaganda that that just absolutely blows my mind is is these celebrities who don't live in the real world at all that think that they can relate to the average american or the average citizen they can't but but people are still obsessed with them good or bad they're obsessed with them I could give a shit less about celebrities, to be quite honest. I um, could care less, man. I, I don't care who's wearing what to what to what gala to you know to fucking pat themselves on the back for you what know, God knows what they did this past week. You mean it's you don't just, turn in to see what your favorite Instagram person might have wore to the the Met Gala this year? No, should they I? They might have. They might have walked through the front doors with a beehive on their head, and in diving boards <laughs> as shoulder pads. <laughs> that is setting the the fashion barrier. I don't get it either. I, um, less. I, I really don't. I, I mean, watch. Like... I, I watch. I watch the television shows that I watch, and the the, the actors that I watch that portray. I take them as that. I, I I watch it as entertainment. I don't think that your political discourse should be deciding whatever Kim Kardashian decides. And she she's been surprisingly quiet over the past couple of years. Well, um, except, in terms of- except I mean she has led some some uh, she has led some reform. She's been pushing for she prison has. reform. She Which has, yeah. I, could, I, I, you know, I think it's great that she did that. She used yeah. her platform for something, which you know, I, I'm not even going to knock it. You know what I mean? Like, no, not at no, not do, at all. Do something with yeah. with the following that you have. I mean, whether or not I agree with what she does, it, it's irrelevant. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, I mean, they're they're largely they're not largely. That's definitely not the right word to use. But I mean, there are some people that are incarcerated that that shouldn't be there. There are. Yeah. You yeah, know, but there, there's the the majority are, are people that they did yeah. some pretty foul shit. Yeah, yeah, and they deserve to be there. But yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, in this, I <laughs> this virtue signaling that I'm seeing from a lot of celebrities or from just a lot of other people, like your average citizen on social media, you know, trying to trying to you know say, you know really trying to like 
portray themselves as this great person who's all inclusive and all this other stuff. And we need to do more of this and we need to do more of that and, and blah, blah, blah. And maybe we should be doing this or maybe we should be doing that. I'll be honest. It's nauseating. I'm tired of hearing people kind of say, you know, trying, trying to portray to the rest of the world on how quote unquote great they are and how inclusive they are and all this other shit. You know what? Here's an idea. Shut the fuck up. Call one of your friends that that's the minority and tell them, you know what? I don't like what's going on in this world. I don't like this shit. You're my brother. You're my sister. I love you no matter what. Your family is my family and that's it. Why do you need to post this stuff on, on social media to, to make the rest of the world think that you're this great person and all this other stuff? Because bottom line, it comes from your heart. It comes from your heart and your soul. If it doesn't come from there first, but it goes on social media, you really don't give a shit. No, a lot of people, I mean, especially celebrities, you're seeing, um, I saw links to click on, it, it was actually on msn.com. You go down into, there's like the entertainment section and there was a photo section. It was like looking at just, it was just photos of celebrities going to protest. Like, look at us. We're going to do the right thing. Like just virtue signaling. Yes. Yeah. It's just a photo op though. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they're not sharing anything. They're not taking the mic at these protests. They're just, they're like, listen, look at, we have a, we're taking a photo with this sign and, and that's where it ends. I, it's sad. I mean, it is. You know, it is sad. It is sad. Like I, I, said, I mean, I, we're 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 a society that needs to do better. Yeah, we need to do a lot. I mean, we to this, but and we certainly could. We're not going to get there when we're just battling each other. No, and no, we're goes not. Back and, to what we said before, we need to bring both sides to the table and and have a productive dialogue. But how do you get there? Because the fact of the matter is, is I feel like in instances like this, it's going to be the same individuals that get brought to the table. Yeah. So it's always going to be the Al Sharptons that get pulled to the table. You know what who I mean? Who is certainly not, who is certainly not one to try to bring people together. No. And, and I have, have African-American okay. friends who, who are in the corner of Al Sharpton. They don't like him. Like they, they see him on TV and I'm sitting next to him, and then the first thing they say is, what the fuck have you done for the black community? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen, I, I think I applaud him for being there when the sparks fly, but the thing is, is that he's only there when the sparks fly is because he's only trying to, he, he's only there for his own agenda. He is, as you just said, virtual signal, uh, virtue signaling. He, he's only there when... He's an agitator. Tough, but he is an agitator because he's yeah. never he's never proposed anything he he'll sit there and he'll say this is what's wrong maybe he's right in some instances but how do you fix that exactly we need solutions we don't need the problems pointed yeah, out we, we know what we the already problem we is. already know exactly <laughs> we already know the problem is there is there that's why you're here that's why you're talking about yeah. it but the people in the community were talking about that and they lent their their time at the podium to you who's supposed to be this big representative and you're not bringing anything to the table. You're not saying anything. Mm -hmm. You're talking, but you're not saying anything. Yeah. You're just regurgitating the same sentiments that the people that you just took over the microphone from were saying. Yeah. But in saying that he's, he's a prominent national figure. So people will listen to him over 
this community representative. You know what I mean? Fortunately, so yeah. It's, 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 it's a tough thing to, it, it's a yin and yang where you, you try to find some balance, but I don't think. No, I, I mean. I, it's such what, a difficult topic to, to tackle. It is. It's, I, and again, I mean, I, I don't have the answers for it. I really don't. I, I, I don't, I don't know what we could do at a national level to really, to really start, start real change, real meaningful change. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, I mean, going back to like what I was saying in terms of like the whole virtue, virtual, yeah, virtue you know, signaling, virtual, virtual signaling, yeah, virtue, virtue signaling. <laughs> um, you know, it, it just you don't have to show, you don't have to, you know, put it out there to say, Oh, look at what I'm doing. I'm a good person. No, like, just like I said before, it starts in your heart. It really does has to start there and reach out to some of the people closest to you that are different from you. If you don't have a lot of these friends, reach out to a stranger. It may seem kind of weird. Maybe you get punched in the face, but at least you're trying. At least yes. you're trying to, to, to save people realistically and from your heart and soul. I want change. I'm here yeah. with you. I stand right. with you. You don't need right. to tell the rest of the world. Just tell one person. And hopefully that person can change their heart. And right. they can then do it to somebody else. Pay it forward, if you will. You know, that, that's what we need. That, that's what all of us can do to start. And then maybe having these national conversations can be more meaningful they can be more productive but it has to start with all of us individually first if it doesn't start with us it goes nowhere we're in the same spot that we that we've been for the past 50 years 200 years whatever the hell you want to call it that's where we're going to be we're not going to get any further you know here's the biggest example of virtue signaling that i saw um there oh, was tell me. these two probably teenage white girls and they were spray painting BLM, you know, black lives matter. They were spray painting it on a Starbucks. This was footage that was released on TMZ. Oh God. They, they were approached by these two, I believe it was two. I didn't really see how many African-American women, mm-hmm. the African-American women asked them to please stop. Yeah. We are, this is the verbatim, this is what they said. Can you please stop? They're not going to blame you for this vandalism. They are going to blame us. Yeah, that's, you're right. Which, which, okay. But it doesn't stop there. That should have, like, they are asking them, okay. Maybe they, maybe it's through their own embarrassment, okay. Um, But they turn and there was, something was mumbled and the younger white girls, they, they walked away. Uh-huh. And they're, they're saying, they're like, excuse me, excuse me, trying to engage in the conversation, ex- yeah. presumably, because they're filming it. They're talking about how they, meaning the, the African-American women that were there, they were, they were the ones that were filming it. Um, they were seemingly the ones that wanted to, you know, to, to approach these, these younger girls. And, you know, they're, they were doing it in a peaceful fashion. So unless things escalated in a fucking hurry, um, I don't see how this, it seemed like they were trying to engage them in the conversation, but these, yeah. these younger girls, like they just, they, they scurried away, kind of said something through a mask. Um, one of them just kept hightailed it out of there. The other one kind of turned back and tried to say something, but it was lost in the, the mumble of her, her mask. She sounded like Kenny from South Park. So 
she she took off and then no dialogue was was spoken yeah. so hey, they, they were accomplishing what are you doing at that point you're just you're vandalizing you're not i mean and did you see the, the people uh there was a woman that that vandalized uh saint patrick's cathedral spray painting blm on on the on saint patrick's cathedral of all places and yeah. it was a white girl <sighs> i think sadly there's a lot of people that just latched onto this whole thing because it was an excuse people are, are locked down for an extensive period of time they're coming out there is a lot of anger that's being pent up in, in some people and i think for a lot of people this was just an excuse to kind of explode well, I, I think, uh, I mean, from a, from a, I guess we'll say a white person's perspective, if you will, I feel like a lot of white people are feeling this, they're feeling a guilt for whatever reason, as if like society is putting this big guilt on them, like this is your fault, why this is happening and all this other stuff. And so they're, they're trying to, they're trying to make up for it in some way, shape or form, but they're, they're not doing any, they're not doing anybody a service. Okay. No. Let me, let me make this clear. You are not doing anybody a, anybody a service by this virtue signaling to try to show the, the rest of the world, oh, I'm a great person. I'm all inclusive and all, all this other shit. And here's the funny thing is that the majority of, of these white people that are doing this shit have white spouses. They have nothing but white kids. They have nothing but white friends. They don't have any Hispanic friends, any black friends. They don't have uh, any real diversity in their life. And they're trying to like, you know, portray to the rest of the world, oh, I'm this great person and all this other stuff. No, here's an idea. Reach out to somebody in a meaningful way, okay? Do it in a meaningful way. You don't need to show the rest of the world. Show that change within yourself with somebody. Show that it's real, that it's genuine. You don't need to show the rest of the world. You don't need to go defacing things uh, for, for whatever reason just, just because, you know, you feel a guilt and you feel that uh, you have to do that to, to, to prove yourself to the rest of society. No, you don't need to do that. Right. Do something that's meaningful to people, really. Because because all this other bullshit isn't. It's not meaningful. It doesn't do anything. Just like you're saying. I mean, like, the, 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 the black women are like, please stop doing that because they're going to blame us for this, for what you're trying to do. No. Why don't you befriend those, those black women and say, you know, ask them why. Why, why do you think that's the problem? Why, why do you think you don't want me to do this? You know, what, what can I do to help you? That's meaningful. Right. Okay. It just, all this other bullshit just really aggravates me. It, it really aggravates me beyond belief. It does. I, I, I had a conversation with my, with my neighbor probably like, I don't know, maybe nine months ago or so. And we we're just talking because he's Jamaican, um, came from Jamaica, I want to say like 10 years ago. He's a great dude, great family. He's got, he's got two girls living at home. He's got one that's in college, still in New York. He lived in Brooklyn for many years. And then moved up here to Connecticut, still working in New York, driving every day back and forth, a, a nightmare. And we were talking about just like this, this particular community. And I mean, to be fair, here in Connecticut, in this community, there isn't a, a lot of a huge di uh, amount of diversity. I mean, when I was in high school, all five linemen on our offensive line for football, we're all, you know, we're not a very diverse group here in this particular town. And, um, and, and, you know, we were talking about race relations and all this other stuff. I said, listen, uh, I mean, you've been my neighbor for a couple of years now. I think you guys are a great family. Your family is my family, bottom line. Um, your kids are my kids. Um, I, you know, I'll, 
I'll protect you guys as much as I need to. I'll, I'll do what I, whatever I have to do to be a good neighbor for you guys just because you guys are good people. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin or anything else. It has everything to do with the fact that I like you guys and I, I want us to be good neighbors, period. Um, there's been many instances where his, his daughters have missed the bus and I've driven them to school. They've come over. They said, hey, can you give me a ride to school? Sure, no problem. Or they've called me and say, hey, you know, uh, uh, track practice finished early. My parents are at home yet. Would you be able to come pick me up? Yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll come pick you up. And I said to him, I said, I do this because, because you may be in a time of need now. And at some point in the future, I may be in a time of need. And I want you to be there for me as well. We're family, period. Yeah. I don't give a shit what the color of your skin is or anything else. I have a lot of friends that are, that are black, that are Hispanic, that are of, uh, of, of other races, religions, and all that other stuff. And I just view them as friends. I don't view them as being, you know, they're, they're black and blah, 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 and all this other stuff. No, no, we're, we're, all, we're all the same people as far as I'm concerned and your family to me, bottom line. Yeah. And that's how it that, should be. I mean, that's again, what I mean, builds a community. Exactly. I mean, I, and I'm, oh, is what I, what I'm doing right. Is that right for everybody else? I don't know. Maybe not, but that's, in my opinion, that seems more meaningful than blacking out your screen on Facebook just to say, quote unquote, I'm with the cause. No, just by blacking out your screen doesn't mean shit. Right. Okay. It really doesn't. It doesn't. Because you're not talking do about anything. Thing. If no, anything, you're blacking out and you're not talking about anything. It's you're, you're just leaving it open-ended. Yeah. You're exactly. not, there's no solutions without discussions. There's no solutions without problem solving. Agreed. You know, you're, you're, you're not, you could be faced with a plethora of problems, but unless you try to navigate your way out of these problems, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and this is, this is the, the aggravating part of all of it to me is that you just have this, this, all this virtue signaling that people are doing as opposed to actually putting forth meaningful change. And you know what? Maybe some of them are, maybe some of them are doing something that's so drastic that they've never done before that really in their heart, they feel that, that they need to do it. And if they are, you know what? I applaud them a thousand percent. Uh, that's great. But I can guarantee you the majority of people out there are just doing it just to just to show the rest of the world. Oh, look at me. Look, look yeah. at how great of a person I am. No, but in that, saying that, that but in saying that, stepping out of your comfort zone, maybe you have some people who have never, like you said, in your high school, you, you only had basically your offensive line that was, was African-American and the rest of the team was white, right? You just said that. No, the offensive okay, line was all Italian. All Italian. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. So, but you might have these instances where, you know, people growing up, they're not from towns, especially especially in some towns in Connecticut, you know what I mean? Yeah. You might have some people that, that aren't exposed to African-Americans. They, they just not be, not from any fault of their own. They just, they just don't yeah. know them. And for them to take a stand and say, Hey, this isn't right. And kind of stand for some kind of equality, maybe for them, because maybe they're, they're family members. They've never done it either. And maybe who knows, maybe the history of their family is, is quite offensive and maybe downright racist. Mm -hmm. Maybe for them to take that stand, maybe that is something out of their comfort zone. Maybe that is, yeah. you know, more than just virtue signaling. That is something like there. That's their, you know, that's their, that's their, they're taking a stand. 
No, you're right. I, and, it, it, you know, a baby step in the right direction is still a baby step in the right direction, bottom line. Right. Um, you, you may be right. I mean, there, there may be a lot of people out there that, that haven't been exposed for whatever reason their entire life to people of different races or different religions, different colored skin and all that other stuff. And I, I get that. Um, and maybe there is some issue with their family, you know, having, having issues with people of different races or religions and all that other stuff. But don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you from what should be right in your heart to treat people that are different from you as equal as you are. That's, that, that's what, what people should, should be doing. That's the real change that we need because to, to keep looking in our past to say, well, you know, my past has shaped how I've grown up and all that other stuff. You got to let it go. You really do. You have to let it go and you really have to look at it with your heart to say, this is, this is what I need to do for for my fellow man this is what i need to do for 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 my fellow citizen yeah it's it's not going to be popular you're, you're probably going to lose no. some friends but you know what it's the right thing to do it really is yeah me personally so. i don't give a shit i'll 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 do what i have to do if it's the right thing even if it means pissing off people i i just don't care because for me in my heart i look at it as how do I want to be treated by somebody that's different from me? You really have to look at it in that way. If, if, if you can't, if you really can't say that to yourself in a meaningful way, how are you living your life? For me, it was a little bit different. For me, it was a little bit different for me. Like I, I enjoy, learning about people and our differences yeah. uh, learning about learning about people's cultures um i mean for a, a vast majority of my life from probably 15 16 on i uh, you even coined the term that i was italian by proxy <laughs> i because it's not how i grew up and you know just different people that I've met along the way, just learning about where they came from, their background, how they live their lives, what's different because, mm-hmm. you know, we've used this term before and talking about the United States of America, we're taught, we were taught anyway, early on that we were a, a melting pot. Yeah. Um, apparently, I, I don't know if that got lost along the way because I don't hear that term anymore. No, I actually, I, if, I don't know if you remember from the last episode, I told you I would talk to my wife and ask her, you know, like what's, what's being taught since she's, yeah, a, she's in education. Studies. Yes. Yeah. Specifically social studies. And she said that, you know, the, the term melting pot has been not abandoned, but it's been replaced with the United States is a mosaic of people from different Jesus. backgrounds. Yeah. Which okay, I guess it sounds good. That's fine. And again, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I didn't coin the term and all that other stuff. But no, but why does it, everything have to change from one generation to another, even as far as how we describe things? I mean, I get it if we're going to go, if we're going to make progress, but I know this is totally out of left field with this one because we were talking about one thing and just this whole, this whole idea came out of left field here. But like, even even like melting pot to mosaic, right? Like why? Why do we need to change that? Like that? I don't know. Was was the term melting pot offending some people? Maybe maybe it was offending people who said that you know somebody 
is the primary uh, uh, cook in the household, maybe referring to women. Somebody get melted. Oh, just, Does somebody get melted along the way know. that we can't use that term anymore? Is that why we have to switch to Common Core math? Is that <laughs> is that why everything has to change? Yeah, it has to just for change's sake. Yeah, it just okay. doesn't make it. I mean, to me, I I, I mean, uh, again, I don't know. I, I really don't know the root of that. Why why it was changed if it was offensive to somebody? Whatever. Nonetheless, we can get past that. Yeah, it, I mean, to me, it seems like melting pot is is still more relevant because in a in a pot you kind of mix things together more, and there and it's more and the flavors meant together. It's more uniform, which is what you want. And and again, that that's my opinion. I don't know the root of the mosaic and all that. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. <sighs> yeah. I I don't I I don't know. I don't know. To, to, let's go on to another subject real quick. Um, you got anything happy? Uh, let's see here. Uh, what do we have? <laughs> let's scroll through the old uh, the old hopper here. Uh, let's see. A uh, woman causes uproar with unacceptable photo of breakfast. This food is a crime. People act actually. But uh, let's see what goes on here. Let's just... In other news, basically, that we're going to call this segment. In other news. Stupid news. <laughs> Stupid news. Uh, let's see here. It looks like uh, looks like uh, sausage, hash browns, some uh, eggs over easy, peas on the oh they use they put peas on their breakfast. Are you kidding me? Who does that? What's wrong with peas, peas on breakfast? Baked beans and peas is also a food crime. This is what people are chiming in on the internet. This is a conversation. And then we wonder why we have we have uh, uh, apocalypse after apocalypse after apocalypse. Somebody oh, out there is somebody out there is saying, I, "I gotta I gotta clean this house bad." Yeah, this is actually pretty interesting. Um, this is just what the U.S. Insider has posted. Um, two of the two of the officers charged over George yeah. Floyd's deadly arrest had been less than four days on the job. Yeah, trainees. Wow, that's so that puts okay. another level of complexity. Yeah, it, it does. It does. And and people outside of this profession, they'll say they they know what's wrong is wrong, and, and they may be right. But the problem is is that when you're when you're hired, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're you're first placed on the job. It's the duty of the supervisor to put somebody that's fairly new in the hands of somebody that's that's pretty well seasoned. In mm-hmm. this case, I think it's been reported that um, what, what's his name? Was the, 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 cop. Was the the main cop, yeah, Derek Chauvin. Chauvin. Chauvin had, I believe, eighteen years on the job, nineteen years on the job. Yeah somewhere along those lines so it wouldn't be uncommon for him to be given uh, uh basically they're called ftos or field training officers so they're not officially officers i mean they are they've been they've walked you know they've, they've walked across the stage if you will they've graduated the academy but yeah. they have really no idea and how much there's a lot to learn from going to the academy to being in real life situations yeah. that aren't going to be learned over the course of four days. Yeah. 
Hey, Think sorry, about- for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you're really staticky. Really? Yeah. Keep going. Even now. Yeah, keep keep talking. So what I was saying is that these these basically, you know, for lack of a better term, rookies, um, for all intents and purposes, um, four days on the job, they're not going to have the confidence to tell somebody that has 18 years of service that what they're doing is wrong. I think it was reported that one of them was actually saying, like, this is, this is wrong. And you you might put it on them, but I think this is the, the case that they're going to make in court is that, you know, they're told to trust their, their superiors. And if, if they're, if their superiors are doing something that's so irresponsible, they're not going to know that that's like that, that that's not right. And granted, you know, the argument can be made that they just came out of the academy. Everything that they're taught should be fresh and new, but they're also told that, I mean, I remember years ago hearing people say like things that you've learned in the academy forget about it it's a lot different in the real world well and, and i think that's true of a lot of things a lot of training programs for anything i mean when i was in pharmacy school learning about different things you know you learn about them in the classroom or from a from an academic standpoint when you get out to the real world things are totally different not, not and, and not drastically different where you, you throw the entire textbook out the window Right. It's, it's, you know, there, there's, there's the academic there's the part loss. of it and there's, there's reality in how you practice and all that other stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know how this is going to play out in court. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, it's one thing if they were really, if they were accomplices in this in causing this it's another thing if they just kind of stood by and did nothing because they didn't know what to do i think in a sense they might be viewed as accomplices though this is one thing we talked about earlier when when somebody's being charged as murder it's impossible for the other people that were part of the same act to not be charged as accessories yeah but i mean how do you how do how do they prove their case otherwise i don't know it's gonna be hard for the courts yeah um I don't know. I didn't mean to go back on a topic that we already discussed. I'm just screwing through like the, uh, the, the, what else is going on uh, ticker, if you will. I saw that there was something that uh, interestingly enough that he, he found his way back into our podcast, but um, Elon Musk um, (laughs) decided that Amazon was a monopoly and should be broken up. And this was an article that I saw on Yahoo, and I think it's hilarious that when Yahoo starts out an article and it talks about two businesses such as um, Tesla and Amazon, that immediately after the word Tesla in parentheses, it gives what the stock exchange uh, coding is, if you will. Yeah. The the ticker name is and how their stock is doing. So it did it after not only Tesla, but it did it after Amazon as well. So take that for what it is um <laughs> jc Penney's is is um, there's a list of jc Penney stores that are going to be closing is your local store facing liquidation in bankruptcy mm. um this is it's crazy do you think not to beat this dead horse but how do you feel um what do you think is is going to happen from from all these protests do you think there's going to be a spike in 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 coronavirus um an uptick 
Uh, I think it's definitely possible. Um, yeah. You know, I, it seems like it seems like with the protesting, like this idea of social distancing that we've been beaten with over the head for the past five months or so um, has has gone completely out the window. Yeah. Um, and I, I I don't know how people would abide by that to be honest when they're really angry. And, you know, the last thing on their mind is a pandemic and literally want to burn the town down. I, I don't, I don't know how to, how to really say to them, you know, stay safe. Um, but I, I think, I, I think we're definitely going to see a, a spike in cases without a doubt. Are we going to see them right away? And I think the answer to that is no, I don't think we're going to see them, you know, if there's a protest today, we're going to see a bunch of cases tomorrow. No, you need to give it a couple weeks. Um, apparently, Arkansas has been seeing a spike in cases. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure exactly why a lot of people are, are blaming the protest, but they really just started last week. Yeah. So how I can think you that just well, in cases now. I think together? it would be important to look at where Arkansas was before the protests even started yeah. to see like this might have been a spike that was was coming anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then kind of to determine as to whether or not the, the, the protests were part of it, because yeah. let's, let's not forget that for something to become a spike, it has to rapidly, um, rapidly expand. So there might've been just the people that were at the protests and these, it might've been passed from one to another, but then after they go out of there, it's kind of, what yeah. was the what was the R not? I think he, we we discussed in our first episode, and oh, since then boy. I've learned what an R not was. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is now. Um, maybe about one and a half or so. One and a half. Whatever the case two. may be, but yeah. once once a carrier starts to infect multiple people, that's when you you start to get. Do you think that this possibly was something that kind of ran through, and a lot more people had it than we even think? Um, you mean early on or altogether? Altogether. I, I think so. Especially I, as I what we're finding out from the asymptomatic thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I think um, uh, a lot of people might have even had mild illness early on, yeah. maybe back in December, um, where this may have been it. We just didn't know. We didn't have the testing. I mean, you could probably try to do antibody testing to see if, if they had some sort of antibodies to it, meaning that they've been exposed to it. Um, but it's interesting you bring that up because um, I was looking through, so I get Twitter alerts. So I think I mentioned that one of the earlier episodes that we had on this website called flutrackers.com. And they actually yes. compiled a bunch of articles out of China as dating as far back as last summer, I think June of 2019, talking about these like mysterious viral pneumonias that were occurring in people that, that people just were kind of baffled about. So is it possible that maybe it started earlier on and it actually spread around the globe um, into almost kind of like uh, to a level where it was basically undetected for a long period of time. And then it finally blew up once people kind of realized what it was. That's possible. I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but it's, yeah. it's a good possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think uh, obviously in the coming weeks, there's going to be a lot of questions uh, that are going to become answered. Um, I think 
hopefully. You know, from from even the virus standpoint, because listen, man, I I'm looking forward to seeing sports return, even if it is without fans. I, I, the English Premier League is going to be opening up on June 17th, I believe. I'm looking forward to that, uh, only because I don't typically go to those games anyway. So I'll be watching on TV just like I normally would. Um, F1, we talked about. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that make a return. Um, a lot of their events are going to be canceled. The, the National Hockey League, they're going to be doing, uh, I believe it's 24 uh, teams are going to be going into a, a semi-tournament. Well, it's not semi. It's going to be a tournament, but I think the first round is going to be best out of five, and then that'll bring it down to basically what the the – Stanley Cup finals would be, whereas it's best of seven the, the rest of the way through. Um, so basically, sports are, are coming back. The PGA is coming back. Um, people are, are going to have something to do in, in regards to watching some sports, finally. Um, I think that's going to be good for some people. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if you have any television shows that you like to watch, but the fact that a lot of these uh, big television shows they're not able to get their actors into the studio yet so there's going to be a lot of delays unless it was previously recorded so i'm interested to see where that goes but i don't really watch any any like i guess you could say any fictional shows if you will um i've been watching a lot more ancient ancient aliens (laughs) since uh since last summer when the when the first season of uh of unidentified came out. I'm actually looking forward to season two. I don't know when that's going to come out, but hopefully soon. But since then I started watching ancient aliens and that's pretty much all I watch. If there's something I were to, were to, to turn the TV on. I mean, that, do you want to talk, do you want to talk about rocks being bored through with a uh, precision that's unbeknownst to humankind? Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I've been trying to to drill a, a one and a half inch hole into a big ass rock I got in my garden area just to try to break it up and, and get rid of it. And I'll tell you why. I've been using an impact drill and this one and a half inch fucking drill bit and I can't get through the goddamn thing. How these people are, are going through through granite with precision hundreds of years ago is beyond. Yeah, if you're new to the podcast, there was a conversation that the Siv and I had where he was talking about something that he came across where there was a boring through a slab of, of granite. I'm not sure what the diameter of the hole was, but it went through an entire slab of granite with the surgical precision, like it was done with a laser, I suppose. Yeah. There's no other way for him to describe it as. Um, but that's what we're, we're referring to. Yeah, for for the audience, it's uh, it's it's Puma Punku in South America. I think in Peru, uh, and look up these uh, things called H blocks. So basically, these big ass structures that look like a giant H that are made out of solid granite that apparently have been have were 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 constructed back in you know 500 AD or around that time frame. Um, you know, a, a time in the world where where we, we didn't exactly have these power tools and all that other stuff. So you have to wonder, um, how the hell did they do what they did? Siv, when, I think it's time for the biggest question to be answered. As much as you want to talk about Puma Punku for the 15,000th time. <laughs> tell me. When, when are the Ocho and the Siv going to get back in the studio together? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, maybe when this, when this uh, scourge is finally over. <laughs> 
course, things are, are opening back up. So I don't know. It's a good question. What phase do we need to be in? Uh, 13C. (laughs) 13C divided by... So if I slide this on over here, I'm trying to break out my abacus. And uh, so, all right. So I'll see you by May 13th, 2024. Possibly. (laughs) If humankind makes it that far. Yeah, I mean, the way things have gone this past week, that's a good indication of things to come. Yeah. Uh, so we're not exactly in a, in, a, in a good spot. Well, this, these are the times we live in, my friend. Yes, yes, they are, as strange as they are. So hopefully next week we'll have some more positive, uh, positive yeah. news to, to talk about, something a little bit more comical. We like it when we get a chance to, to be a little bit more light with the audience. Um, things unfortunately uh, we've we've been kind of engorged in in a life that we uh, a life that we we kind of need to make changes in i suppose to some regard um yeah but you know sometimes it kind of sucks when and you know i uh it's funny going into the year 2020 i was like ah this is my year and i'm sure there's a lot of people that did make that statement 2020 is going to be my year right i'm going to finally see things in 2020 maybe we are maybe we are because some of the things that we've been forced to contend with um (laughs) pandemics right these are things that sometimes go on unnoticed by our civilization in third world countries so it's something that humanity needed to observe um our differences through the 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 George Floyd, uh, George Floyd's, uh, the, 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 the protests and, and everything that goes along with, with what we're going through now. Um, that's something that we really needed to pay attention to. So yeah. maybe instead of saying like, you know, you know, with the meme that like, it's a swing set with a brick wall right in back of it and saying if 2020 was a year, you know, it was it, so bad. Like, listen, 2020 has sucked so far for everybody. We've all had to live oh, yeah. under the same conditions. It's, it's, a, it's a shitty year. It really but is. if you really look at it and open it up, it's, it's really been kind of the old, the old snake in a, in, a, in a jar kind of thing where you pull it out and all, everything jumps out at you. You really get a firsthand look of, of some of the problems that we've been facing for a long time with in, in in a lot of cases, we didn't pay enough attention to until they spiraled out of control. Yeah, I think if, if there's one thing, I think one positive out of this year so far is we really need to slow down. We really need to take a step back and really look at everything and reevaluate everything. I think that's probably, that's probably the most important thing. If, if there's one positive we could take out of what's happened so far this year, it's exactly that. I mean, we really need to stop. It, the world is, is so fast paced. I mean, especially here in the United States, you know, we're, we're aggravated if, if, if we get our, our order at McDonald's wrong. You know, like, that, why, why do you have to be aggravated about that? It just doesn't make any sense. Yet we're all guilty of it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's menial things like that when, when you see a, a, you know, a guy murdered on the street by by people you, that you hope would 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 you know serve and protect you you know what i mean like that that really has to has to has to tell you 
I need to slow my life down. I really need to take a step back and evaluate what's really important as opposed to material things that I'm trying to strive for in my life or, you know, trying to, to, to put my family aside just for this career and all this other stuff. Just stop, take a deep breath, look at everything, reevaluate everything, reach out to the important people that, that, that they're important to you. That's, that's really what we should be doing right now with, with the situation. Again, that that's my suggestion. If there's one good thing we could take out of all this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So until next time, Siv. Yeah. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> I, I, I really hope Disney doesn't start listening, although that would be cool because then they'll probably sick their lawyers after me for saying that. Uh, us. We're, we're an enterprise. Yeah. No, the enterprise is Star, is, is <laughs> star yeah, Trek. Exactly. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to talking to you next week and hopefully we'll have some, uh, some better things to uh, talk about and get out of this dismal decay that we've been into uh, for the past... Uh, well, a few hours of the podcasts, but uh, we're yeah. humanity, and there's always some some form of resilience, and I believe that we'll catch wave of that, and then we'll uh, we'll ride that for a little while. But in the meantime, this is something that we have to go through. Yeah. So on behalf of myself and the Civ, great. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. All right, you too. Peace. Peace. Oh.